How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Life Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. As always, you can find me at peterwhittem.com, and that'll give you the jumping off spots for everywhere else on the web that you can find me. In this episode, I want to talk about interviewing someone and some some sort of lessons learned, some tips, and all of that kind of thing, if that's something that you ever have to do. Now, in particular, what I'm talking about here is audio interviews for a podcast. So what happened was I did my first interview podcast for CompileSwift.com, which is my programming project. You've heard me mention it before. It has a podcast that I do there. Now, I have appeared on many episodes of many other podcasts and been interviewed, and I'm very comfortable with that. That's no problem. Uh, You know, I'm not a – I guess I've grown in confidence the more I've done it. And especially like we're recording these these podcast episodes, you just you have a mindset that kicks in as if you were talking to someone across the other side of a desk. Like I, you know, so I'm sitting here now and I'm visualizing that you, the listener, is on the other side of the desk and we're having a conversation. You're just not necessarily replying to me in real time. Very comfortable with that. But there's a whole different mindset that kicks in when you are the one doing the interview. So what happened was, this was uh, the first one for me, and I had done all my preparations ahead of time. You know, as I've spoken before and said, I always deep dive on things. So when I decided to do podcasting, I deep dived on it. I'm always looking up, reading the latest stuff, hanging out on podcast sites, listening to podcasts about making podcasts, which seems very meta, I guess. So I'm always making notes and mental notes, written notes, all that kind of thing. So that if I ever have to do something that I've not done before, I've got a note somewhere that's going to help me. That's what happened with doing this interview. So I had done all of my preparation ahead of time. We had gathered up a bunch of notes, put them in a document on Google's, uh, you know, whatever it's called, Google Docs, Google Sheets, whatever one it was. And everything was good to go. I had tested the technical side on my machine here locally a few times. And obviously I know pretty much how it's going to go for the audio for me because I make pod- these podcasts, right? Uh, the the unknown factor here was, how's it going to go recording somebody else? Well, the short version is it worked out fine. But let me sort of dive into it a little here. And I'm not going to get technical or anything like that. But, you know, ahead of time, if you're doing this, you want to make sure that your audio and the other person's audio, or however many people you have, each one is being recorded separately to a separate file. Now, the reason you want to do that is because it makes life a lot easier when you're doing the editing. Because if I can open up an audio file that's got, you know, my voice in it, and another audio file that's got somebody else's voice, if at some point we're we're talking over the top of each other, and I want to drop out one of those voices... I can just edit it out and leave the other one in. Hopefully that makes sense. So that's the first tip right there. You definitely want to do multi-track recording. So what we do is, you know, and it's a kind of a common thing with podcasts is you have everybody record their audio locally so that if the internet sort of gets a bit weird or something like that, or the audio quality drops over, in our case, a Zoom call, there's a good, really nice quality audio file for each of us on our machines. And then at the end, we exchange those files with each other. So we've all got copies of all the really good audio files. What I do as well is I use a program on the Mac called Audio Hijack. 
And that lets me capture the incoming Zoom audio from the other person and capture that to a file as well. So it's kind of a double backup there. Anyway, that's the technical side out of the way. So, you know, moving on from there, I don't think I ever feel completely comfortable when I'm speaking with people, kind of an anxiety thing, but I've gotten better at it over the years. And funnily enough, part of the reason I started doing podcasts and I decided to really push myself out of my comfort zone, like I'm always telling you to do, and to do my first audio interview with someone was to say, all right, Peter, you know, I'm just going to push myself to do this and anxiety is going to go through the roof and everything else. But afterwards, you'll realize, oh, it's really not that bad. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Within about 10 minutes of doing the call, uh, you know, it felt like both sides had really settled in and we were just having a comfortable conversation. And the fact that we were recording it and then going to send it out to other people to listen to kind of becomes a very back of your brain kind of thing, right? And you just forget and you're just having a really nice conversation with someone, which was really great. I, I really enjoyed the conversation, learned a lot, uh, you know, and felt that it was good because we had some pointers for conversation topics ahead of time. And we just naturally moved through those as it felt appropriate. Now, one of the things that I believe, and I may be wrong, but this is my belief, and this is what I think makes a good interview, is the idea is you want the guest to be the main focus, right? So in the case of a podcast, for example, if I'm doing an audio interview, I want more of the end product to be of the guest talking than me talking, right? My role is to sort of keep things moving forward, keep the guest feeling comfortable, have a nice uh, conversation, but also recognize when it's time to move on to the next subject and let the guest, you know, come on, feel comfortable, talk about their area of expertise if it's something like that. And in this case, it was a technical thing, like I say, some Swift programming stuff. And, you know, really let them go to town with what they want to say but also help them move forward and, you know, make sure we get in the content that we want to get in. And so I feel that that's the, the duty of the host, whilst also enjoying it themselves, right? I'm not saying you should sit back, ask a question, they answer, ask a question, they answer. That's not going to work at all. And you can always tell when you're listening to podcasts where it's way too scripted ahead of time. I don't necessarily like scripted stuff. I just like general notes of, hey, let's talk about this, let's talk about that, you know, and then letting the conversation free form flow from there. The other reason that it's good to do that as well is inevitably you will end up with way more content than you're going to need or intend to use in the final uh, release. So, for example, I wanted to get it under an hour or, or an hour or less, I should say. But I really didn't want it to go more than an hour because I think that especially on technical things, anything more than an hour, you tend to lose people's attention, right? And interestingly, I have found a lot of people have said to me that they prefer the very short, you know, the shorter podcast because they can dive in, get what they need and dive out, which makes it perfect for the live creative podcast because they're, they're not normally that long. 
So, you know, I had set this goal of trying to get an hour's worth of content at the end, which I easily managed. So that was great. The difficult side with that is inevitably at some point you've got to figure out when do we cut that conversation off? You know, when do we say we're stopped? So the best way to do that, and my advice to you is, you know, make sure you get your intro stuff that you need. Make sure you get your outro stuff that you need, like thanking them, uh, sort of wrapping up, saying how, you know, thanking them. If they've got, if they want to sell something, uh, make sure that they've, you know, you've captured the details of them speaking about that, like saying where you, they can find it, how other people can get hold of them, all of that kind of stuff. So as long as you've got those two in the bag, everything else in the middle, you can just capture and then figure out how you want to use it later on. Now, um, like I say, it takes a lot longer to edit interviews because firstly, you've got to figure out, okay, is this bit important enough that it should be in? Did we wander off too far? Should we cut this out? And if you choose to cut something out, you then got to think about how you're going to join the two sections together again with this bit that you cut out from the middle and keep it sounding natural. Now, I'm by no means an expert, right? I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm just some super magic, wonderful podcast editor. I just go with what sounds natural and what sounds right for the flow of conversation. And when you do something like that, you very quickly start to appreciate why so many podcasts pay people to do editing because it's very time consuming. Uh, But funnily enough, it's something that I enjoy doing. So you know, I can't rule out that I would never maybe, you know, would never offer that as a service to someone. I I think I could probably edit other people's podcasts and enjoy it. So that's kind of an interesting lesson learned for me on this. Anyway, we're getting to about the 10 minute mark here, and I really want to wrap this up. But I'm hoping that if you're thinking about doing an interview or being interviewed on a podcast, that you think about some of the tips and some of the things that I've mentioned in here. And you know, how that might apply to you. I'd also like to offer up that I would love to, now that I'm doing this, I would love to interview and or just have a conversation with some of you. And if you want to come onto the show and we can talk about, you know, whatever the topic is that you think within the creative field, uh, I'd love to do that. So you can reach out to me, peterwidham.com forward slash contact. And there's a form on there. You can, you know, you can just fill it in and we can get a conversation started there and plan something out. Because I think I learn so much from when I'm actually talking directly with someone rather than just this kind of conversation where I put this stuff out here, then feedback comes in and we take it from there. And I'd also, I really enjoy promoting other people's work. So, you know, for example, I did this interview, the person had a book. And I really do want that to be successful for them. And I really want to help promote that because I think that we all need to help each other get our stuff out there when we're not some huge company. So that's it for this episode. Like I say, you can find me at peterwidham.com. And again, on that site, you will find links to everything and everywhere else. Like you've heard me mention before, I tend to put the posts up for these on graphicsmedia.com, G-R-F-X-M-E-D ia.com if this has been helpful to you in any way please think about buying me a coffee go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash pwcom just to say thank you i would really appreciate it um you know i do use that money to to 
put it back into the shows, the hardware, the software, and more, most importantly, perhaps, to buy me coffee because I really love coffee. Anyway, take care of yourself. I will speak to you in the next episode.